Welcome to this verse-by-verse Bible teaching from Calvary Queen Creek in Arizona with Pastor Jim Remington. We hope you're blessed by listening. Romans 10.17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. For more information, please visit calvaryqueencreek.org. Let's go ahead and pray, and we'll get into the study. Father, we thank you for this morning. Father, we thank you for our government. Again, we all have opinions, but your word says to pray for those who have authority over us. And so we pray, Father, that you give them wisdom, that you would give them discernment, that you give them understanding in these days we're living in. Father, we thank you for modern technology, and we ultimately know that it's your hand. As we've studied many times over the years, Psalm 139, you know the number of our days. This has not escaped your eyes. And there is a bigger plan according to your word. So we thank you, Father, that, that you have all things under control. And I pray for anyone watching this morning. Pray for the moms, Lord, that you bless them, the grandmas, strengthen them, encourage them. Whatever the situation may be, that they would know that you love them this morning. For any unbeliever that may be tuning in right now, we pray for their soul. We pray that they would receive Jesus as their Savior to come into that intimate relationship that you desire to have with them. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity, and I pray for the gift of teaching for Claudia and myself as we share this morning that you will be glorified in and through your word. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, Mother's Day. The theme for Mother's Day, uh, and Claudia actually came up with this as an acronym, It's a labor of love, Hebrews 6.10. And so we're going to break down that word labor as we go through it. But uh, this may be a tough day for some of you. Maybe your, your mom may no longer be alive, or you may have a poor relationship with your mom. Or maybe you have a son or a daughter that you will not hear from today, or maybe grandchildren, either because of death or relationship issues. Uh, maybe you're not able to have children. So this could be a tough topic for you. Whatever the case, anytime we get together for a Bible study, we want to make sure that we take the opportunity to learn and grow. With the idea of possibly ministering to a mom at some later date. You see, we all have different emotions and stories to tell about various topics. And the Holy Spirit can use the Word of God to bless us or someone else in the future, even when a topic, and again, this could be an uncomfortable topic, is not specifically applicable to our situations. You see, as believers, we know that God sees our heart and that he is aware of our pain. Through the Holy Spirit, God desires to comfort each and every one of us. And, and Claudia and I have turned to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 many times over the years, so many times, that we actually have this verse memorized. 2 Corinthians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Very, very important there. The Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. And as I mentioned earlier, there have been family members in this church, uh, there are members in this church who have lost family members who have died because of this virus. So it's very real. It's very real. And God is the source of our comfort. Yes, we need one another. Absolutely. We need each other. We need the church. We need the word of God. We need to approach the throne of God each and every day. 
See, we're going to be talking about a mother's heart and her labor of love. And so we didn't want to overlook those of you who might be hurting or having an emotional day today about motherhood. So let's get started. You see, there's nothing quite like a mother's heart in the big picture of this life. A, a mother's heart is usually well connected to her children. And even as the children grow into adulthood, the apron strings may have been cut, but rarely the heart strings. And so again, we're going to use the word, the acronym LABOR, and we're going to break it down from there. So L, L is for love. It all starts out with love. Psalm 139.13 says, For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. And so whether you have given birth, that physical labor, or you've adopted or fostered, um, as soon as you know you'll be having that child, a mother begins to love that child. And I have obviously seen that in my own life, and I've seen it now in our daughter and daughter-in-law's lives as they have become mothers. And so I have this picture here for you of our daughter-in-law, Crystal, and her fourth son, Roman. They have five boys now, so Roman's now two. And I was there for this uh, delivery, and they had three boys at the time, obviously. They didn't know what they were having, so they were waiting until the baby came out. And of course, they were probably hoping for a girl, but... Roman came out, and I just wanted to, it was just such an amazing moment. I cried then, and I get teared up now. She just fell in love with this little guy. There was no disappointment. There was just that unconditional love. And so it's a picture of God's love to us. God is never disappointed with us. And so love, the heartstrings are knitted together, and the journey begins. Now, Clay says disappointed. We're talking to believers. You might be watching on, on TV. Uh, on the internet, and um, the wrath of God abides on you according to the word of God. But for the believer, um, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can grieve the Holy Spirit by disobeying the Holy Spirit. But God is not disappointed. Maybe you need to do some debugging the program. Maybe you were raised that, that God is so disappointed with you. He doesn't want anything to do with you. He's pushing you away. He's turned away from you. That's not scriptural. That's not scriptural. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can quench the Holy Spirit, but God's love never changes towards his children, ever. He is always there available for us. It's that unconditional, it's called agape in the Greek, that unconditional love. Well, in John 16, 21, we read this. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So, let's move to the letter A, which stands for action. A, action. You see, love is the emotion that begins the adventure of motherhood. And action is what has been, or was put into place throughout the motherhood experience. Um, Claudia had a conversation with one of our grandkids on one occasion, and, and this took place because she was always busy. And Papa would do the yard work, and he'd come in and eat lunch, or he'd go to work, or he'd do this, or he'd do that. But then Papa would sit down on the lazy boy, and, and the day would kind of be over. But Mom's work is, and Grandma's work just doesn't seem to ever be over. So Claudia was having this conversation, and Grammy said, well, a mother's work is never done. In which our grandson replied, but Papa's work is always done. <laughs> <laughs> it's just their perspective. 
And most of you can relate, women, mothers, that the job is never done. There's always one more dish to wash, one more meal to cook, and if your children are young, they need constant attention. And I remember Jim saying to me when the kids were young, I'm tired of you always being tired. (laughs) But I was, and I think once you become a mom, you stay tired. I'm still tired. So... (laughs) Um, You guys have probably heard the story of the mom who says to her husband, I'm going to bed, honey. It's a long story. We're just going to shorten it. But in route, she does numerous things before she even gets close to calling it a night. And there's always actions that need to be attended to. And when the husband says to no one in particular, I think I'll head to bed, he does. It's done. I'm going to bed. Proverbs 31 says this of the wife, the woman, the mother. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. Guys, take a clue here. Not just on Mother's Day. (laughs) He praises her. Uh, We could say he thanks her for all of her efforts. So guys, I encourage you husbands or future husbands to make sure that you thank her on a regular basis. Well, let's press on with the letter B. Bumps and bruises. Bumps and bruises. You see, bumps and bruises. In the raising of the children, there are going to be physical aspects of bumps and bruises. Let's look at Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. There's going to be emotional bumps and bruises. There's going to be surprising and unexpected bumps and bruises along the way of this life. And in Luke chapter 241, here's a situation that Mary, Joseph and Mary, experienced with Jesus but Mary specifically in her motherhood. Luke chapter 2, verse 41 says, His parents went up to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And speaking specifically, Jesus. And when Jesus was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, as they were heading back to Nazareth, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. Now, it's roughly 70, 80 miles from Jerusalem to Nazareth. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, now, could you imagine losing God? (laughs) I thought you had God. No, I thought you had God. I didn't have God. I thought you had God. They didn't know he was God. We do now in hindsight. But I'm sure there was some extreme fellowship going on between Joseph and Mary. (laughs) Why weren't you watching him? They returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, so it was that after three days, three days, they found him in temple sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Notice that. Jesus laid aside his heavenly kingdom momentarily to come and he had to learn this is hard for us to understand but for maybe you young people that are here this morning or someone watching on the on the internet jesus had to learn he was fully man yet he was fully god he never sinned he never sinned so here we see him asking questions and all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers see by the time he was 12 because he asked a lot of questions and this can be hard on you moms because kids ask a lot of questions don't they but they're taking all that information in as jesus was and so when they saw him they were amazed and his mother said to him notice not joseph mary said to him son why have you done this to us 
Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. Notice that. They were worried. Anxiously. And Jesus said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. Key point to the story here on Mother's Day. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. Even though she didn't understand, she placed them in her soul. And as a mother, when I read this story, I could imagine Mary's panic. And many of you moms have probably lost a child for brief moments, and it's panicking enough, especially if you have a swimming pool or anything else. And the other day, we had a couple of our grandkids over, and Roman, who's now two, um, he, we're always like, where's Roman, where's Roman? And we were inside making food, and all of a sudden, where's Roman? He wasn't in the house. We went outside. We have a big yard. We're looking all over for him, and he's way out there in the sandbox. So I can imagine her panic, and she was the one who spoke out as soon as she saw him. And Joseph was probably saying, Mary, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And mothers usually carry the emotional load more intently, and their hearts deal with those bumps and bruises more so than the father, usually. And when we went through difficult times with our kids, uh, Jim could relatively fall asleep at night, and I could not. I was carrying it in my heart. And one of my favorite shows is The Waltons. Some of you don't know what that is. It's an old show from the 70s. It's a couple, and they have seven children. And I was watching it the other night, and John and Liv were laying there going over the day. And John, I mean, Liv says to John, um, you know, John Boy's getting married. Is he, is he making a mistake? And he says, well, if he does, it'll be his mistake. And then she starts listing all the things that are going on with the kids. And she says, it seems like everyone in this house has something going on. And he looks at her and he goes, well, I don't know. I feel fine. <laughs> so these bumps and bruises we experience can and do go into adulthood with our children, and we carry them in our heart. And the saying, a mother holds her child's hand for a while, but their hearts forever, I believe is a true statement. You know, along the path of motherhood, there's always that great opportunity of sharing the gospel as we move into our next word, which is going to be O. So let's look at O, and it stands for opportunities, opportunities. Um, how about if you turn to Deuteronomy 11, Deuteronomy 11, and I'm going to read Proverbs 22.6. Most of you are familiar, probably have it memorized. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And that's a hard one. I know we had to cling to this verse for two decades. We still do. <laughs> well, we still do, but I, where we saw the fruit. It took two decades to see the fruit of this. And so I want to encourage you parents or grandparents Stay, um, stay true to the Word of God. Do not compromise the Word of God with your children or your grandchildren. Stay true to the Word of God. Train them up. Plant those seeds. They have their own free will. They're going to make their own choices. There's no guarantee, as some people would like to think, uh, they eventually find out that they, the parenting that they thought they were so perfect about, they weren't so perfect, and we, can't, we don't, shouldn't take the blame. Sometimes it's just the child. They're going to do what they're going to do. So Deuteronomy 11 says this, Therefore you shall lay up these words in, of mine in your heart and in your soul, and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. 
And so if you might see a religious Jew, Orthodox Jew with a little box on their forehead, and then they have a leather strap wrapped around their arm, this is where they get that from. Verse 19, you shall teach them to your children. Now this is male and female, father and mother, but specifically for Mother's Day here. For you moms, you have a very high privilege spending a lot of time with the children. Speaking of them, when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of heavens above the earth. And so here's our biggest responsibility as a believing mom, teaching our children about our Savior and doing our best to instill in them the truth of God's word. And I remember taking our kids to Awanas every Wednesday night and reading Bible bedtime stories to them, praying every night with them while I would rub their backs, even our, old, our one of our sons till he was a senior in high school um, because he liked his back rubbed. <laughs> and no, she doesn't rub my back every night. She does. <laughs> and life gets busy and those times can get put aside very easily. Family devotions can be super challenging. We struggled with those a lot. Um, and that is why these daily opportunities that come up in situations and conversations are even more critical as the word says speaking of them when you sit in your house when you walk by the way when you lie down and when you rise up and as a grandma I'm having more opportunities with our grandchildren to do that because I'm not you know sidetracked by as much stuff as when you're raising your children Third uh, John 4 says this, I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in truth. And that is so important for us today, male, female, fathers, mothers. But this Mother's Day is so important for you to, again, as Claudia just mentioned, continue to instill in your children the Word of God. Because at the end of the day, this is obviously the most important aspect of parenting. The most important. As I just mentioned, there's no guarantee. But God will have more to work with if we help to plant the word of God into the soil of their hearts. 2 Timothy 1.5 says this, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, speaking to Timothy, a young pastor at the time, Paul writing, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois. Now think about this heritage right here. Think about this wonderful heritage in the word of God. A grandmother is mentioned in the word of God as, as what? Faith. Faith. In the word of God. And also your mother, Eunice. A grandmother and now a mother. So gals, it's so important that you stay in the word of God. First allowing the Lord to wash your mind. And then taking that word to your children. And I am persuaded is in you also. I think we're going to move on to the next letter. Because moms reflect on how they're doing as a mother. Reflection is going to be the next word. Sometimes when they put that baby to bed or that toddler that has pushed the envelope all day long. Any of you ever experienced that little toddler that just push, push, push? But they are now asleep and you gaze into that precious face. They reflect on what they could have possibly done differently that day. Not what the little two-year-old could have done differently. They're just two. But what they could have done differently. And this is different, again, between dads and moms. Dads are like, going to bed. See you tomorrow. We'll work on it tomorrow. <laughs> When the kids are all grown and things have not turned out, especially concerning their walk with the Lord, as they had hoped, moms can reflect on their mistakes, which again leads to our reflecting, reflecting. 
And I have done a lot of reflecting about my life as a mom. If I could go back and do it differently, would I? Absolutely, yes. I would do some things differently. Not everything, but some things. Would I still make mistakes if I had a second chance? A resounding yes, because we are only human. But I also reflect on how much I love those stinking kids when they were little and now as they're adults, and how I truly feel I poured my best into them, the best of what I knew at the time. And I think most moms don't plan to wreck their kids' lives. You know how they say, you're ruining my life? Most of us moms don't say, oh, I'm gonna, how can I ruin their life today? We don't do that. Dads try to do that. But we want to nurture them, love them, guide them, encourage them, discipline them, and most of all, have them grow up to love Jesus. So God sees our labor of love. So let's wrap it up with this phrase, labor of love by going to Hebrews 6.10a, which is, for God is not unjust to forgive your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name. And in context, this is so I'm not trying to take it out of context, so don't write any letters or anything. We, we understand the full context in the text. But we, Claudia Hart was, you moms, you do have a labor of love. And so that's what we're pulling out of this text. Not taking it out of context, but just using it as an example. There is such a thing as labor of love with moms, with dads, this Mother's Day uh, to you moms. And we do appreciate that labor of love. And when I saw that verse, I mean, it talks about to the saints, but as your children grow, hopefully that's what they're going to become, believers, and you're ministering to them, and God does not forget your work, your labor of love, and he's consistent through the scriptures. And a mother's love is a small picture of the love of Christ, just like the picture we showed at first of our daughter-in-law, Crystal and Roman. Um, God is never disappointed in us. He has unconditional love for us, and so our labor is not in vain. And the verse that I want to end with is 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And so it's not in vain. We may feel like it at times, but, but God will bring those children back. Um, we may be gone when it happens, but I truly believe he brings them back to him. And um, as we just continue to give and give and give, we do receive back even in this life. Last night, our oldest son, who we've had the most heartaches with, who's come a long way and just is just a blessing now in our lives, was the first one to, after work, came home and came over and brought me flowers to wish me a happy Mother's Day. And so that was just such a blessing for me because I didn't get that all the years from him every time. So God does um, give you back what you put in, in time. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again. We thank you for moms. Um, I know our moms are, are in heaven. And so we, for those who are in heaven, we thank you for them remembering them. For those who are still with us, we thank you for them. And, and for those that maybe um, it's an uncomfortable situation, we pray for them as a human being, especially that they would come to know Jesus if they don't. That's the most important thing, that, that every mom would come to know Jesus as their Savior. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for the opportunity to regather again and just continue to give us wisdom and discernment, Lord, as we continue to press down this road. Um, we do pray for those who have lost loved ones. It's, it's real. It hurts. And so we pray that you would comfort them and strengthen them during this time. 
uh, that you give us wisdom as brothers and sisters in Christ on coming alongside them. But most importantly, Father, fill them with your Holy Spirit. As we just read earlier, uh, you are the God of all comfort. And your Holy Spirit, who is real, who dwells within us, we just pray for more of the Holy Spirit. Fathers, we go out into our mission field this week. We pray for wisdom and discernment. We know many people are living in fear. Uh, We know the media is promoting fear. And so we just pray against that. We pray that you'd fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we would not be walking in fear, anxiety, worry, but that we look to heaven and trust that you work all things together for the good. All things, even when we don't understand how, we don't understand when, we're going to trust your word because your word is truth. You are going to work it for the good. So we thank you for that ahead of time. Lord, bless our week in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's all stand, sing a closing song. God bless you guys. Thanks for coming out. Have a blessed week. If you need prayer, please come up. Uh, I've been mentioning over the internet, but just so you guys know, um, the last six weeks, we haven't taken vacation. (laughs) We've all been here. The staff's been here. We've been working hard, doing things. The place is open. If you want to come down, we know, we all know here, maybe, maybe there's one person that doesn't. God doesn't dwell in this building. God dwells in the heart. When you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, God comes and dwells within you via the Holy Spirit. But if you want to come down and have some quiet time and come down to the building and pray, feel free. It's open. We're here during the whole week. Uh, Wednesday night, Pastor Durrell's doing a Wednesday night study. Encourage you to come out to that if you'd like to. We're going to in-person services this Wednesday night. No uh, Kids Life this week. We're going to start Kids Life the following week. But Pastor Durrell will be here this Wednesday night if you'd like to come down in services, 6.30 to 8 o'clock Wednesday night. If you need prayer, please come up. We'd love to pray for you guys. Amen? Amen. Have a blessed week, guys. Thanks for coming out. Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. If you have any questions, would like to request prayer, or want more information about our church and how you can experience the love and hope of Jesus Christ in your life, please visit calvaryqueencreek.org.